Welcome to Cheap Wine and Good Food, the podcast where we try to find good wine under $11 and talk about food and maybe get you to subsidize our wine habit. We got 14 cents so far, but who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Virginia Palencia, and this is Marion Braylon. And thank you so much for joining us. So today we're drinking a Garnacha. I guess most people are not that familiar with that grape, would you say? Yes, because I am not. Okay, uh, but I grew up, I remember seeing Grenache, which is the French version. I'm not saying I drank it when I was younger, but I remember seeing that more. They are the same grape. Um, and along the border in Spain, in Aragon, mm-hmm. is, um, and that borders France, is where the Garnacha grape grows. And I think it's the second most popular wine. I think most people in Spain know Tempranillo. Like, that's the one that you see a lot over and over again. You are a well-traveled woman. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, what? (laughs) Well, you know, I do my little Wikipedia research. But uh, the truth is, is I've been lucky enough to go to Spain a, a number of times. Okay. And that's really where I fell in love with this. And I feel like it gets a bad rap. Like, I feel like even in Spain... It's not the number one go-to, but a lot of the the vineyards and a lot of the the grapevines that grow this are old and they're really good quality. But here in the states, you can usually find a good Garnacha for under ten bucks. Like they are not expensive, um, so I like them. Um, mm-hmm. And I know that you see like the region Calatayud or Carenina or Carenina. I'm going to mess it up. I'm getting it confused with that Tolstoy book, Anna Karenina. Okay. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is, but you feel me. Um, if you see that, you usually know you're in a, in a good space or it's coming from a good place. Um, but hey, fun fact. You know, the area is so hot <laughs> that it has a higher alcohol content. It's so hot, it has a high. Yeah, like the hot, the temperature actually affects how much alcohol you get out of the grape. Oh, didn't know that. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. And I usually, like, um, I think it's colder places have more body, or maybe it's the other way around. But, you know, like we've already said, we're not experts. We don't know anything, right? No, no we'll look this up later. Yeah, we know nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, so feel free to correct us. We'll just ignore your emails. I'm just telling you about my taste buds and what they like. <laughs> yeah, let's think of that. Yeah, there you go. Cheers. 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 Um, so today uh, we got... A really great bottle. It's from Trader Joe's. It is La Paca Sonriente. It's a 2016 retail 6.99, and uh, we're gonna take a sip. Yeah, I was gonna oh, show you, but oh, I'm yeah, sorry. Just do it again. Yeah. Does it like taste it. expensive? It does. It meets our criteria. This is a, a, a top wine of Trader Joe's. I do know that much. This is one of their top sellers. Yeah, because yeah, it so. clears out from time to time. Yep, yep. They keep it, it's on a special, actually. It just comes around, and then it goes yeah. away, and then it comes around again, and you so, got to get it when it gets there. Yeah, and yep. get all six or eight <laughs> bottles off of the, Definitely. Off the shelf. Yeah. You know, do a run. I stock up. Yeah. Um, well, let's talk about it in terms of, like, a garnacha. It's, it's got a medium body. It does. Um, and they tend to be a little fruity. You tend it's to get a lot of berry. cherry. Yeah. Evidently full of cork. <laughs> <laughs> That's also professional. Um, but yeah, let's see if we can taste it. What do we taste? Uh, I taste the cranberry. Uh, I 
Yeah, definitely at the end. Yeah. Just the cranberry. It's a little tart. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely getting better with each taste. I don't know if that's just the higher alcohol content. Mm -hmm. We're or... only uh, like halfway through the bottle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's it. So on the sweetness scale, would you say it's sweet or dry? No, it's a dry. Yeah, that's what definitely we like. dry. Definitely dry. For acidity, would you say it is kind of tart or rich? I go with tart. Yeah, I'm feeling the same. It's got a little bit of tannin, giving that little bitter, dry tongue at the end. It does. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's supposed to be some kind of spice in this too, but I don't know what the spice is. I haven't found. I don't taste the spice. Yeah. What would you eat with this? A steak. Me too. I was thinking the same thing, like some kind of spicy. Some, yeah, something red. Yeah, yeah, lamb. I would eat lamb oh, with yeah, this. That would, that good. would be good. Really good. That would be good. Really good. Yeah. And uh, so while we were busy drinking, we <laughs> uh, we failed to say that we're lucky to be joined by uh, Kevin and Israel today. Hello. Yay. Yeah. How's yeah. it going? <laughs> Yeah, um, man, this is worth every penny of six ninety nine. Oh, it opinion. is definitely, and yep. it's definitely getting better. So, Israel, you're drinking it. What do you think? Well, <clears throat> I like it. Um, that much I know. I can't, for the life of me, figure out like if it's tart or dry or whatnot. It just tastes good. Yeah, that's that's all you need to know sometimes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and so we had some uh, we had some food tonight. Let's see what we had to eat. We don't want we don't want Kevin's reaction to it. Kevin, what is your reaction to <laughs> the garnacha? Well, um, I thought it was I thought it was good, but you know, keep in mind that I am not a uh, wine drinker. I'm, I'm a simple man, simple choices. <laughs> so, but but you know, what's that Kool Aid and water? Yes, Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about the Franzia before. See, that's that's my jam. Yeah, culottas. Uh, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, but you know, all in all, it was a good one. I prefer uh, more of a sweeter uh, wine. Yeah, the dry camp is is not so much you. Right, but it was good. It wasn't it wasn't bitter. It, it wasn't uh, too sharp. You know, um, it didn't leave a nasty aftertaste in my mouth. <laughs> So it'll it'll get you where you need to be. I can't I can't wait to take a Max Light um, and go tour vineyards with you. I think it's gonna be yeah. <laughs> I think it's gonna be epic. I think it's gonna be epic. <laughs> yeah. So we we kind of made a little quick spread tonight. Oh, it was delicious. We've done the shrimp uh, before. We found a good deal. Uh, we live in an area where we get good shrimp sometimes. Mm. Um, oh, we made salmon. Oh, yeah. You're Keep pouring, Kevin. Keep pour doing some, it. Pour some more. Pour some more. Drink it all. We did uh, some spicy soppressata, that sausage over there. Mm -hmm. We did olives. We did some bruschetta. We did some fruit. We did some cheese. We did. That's a name we can't pronounce. That cheese was delicious. It's a British cheese. Maybe I'm wrong. Luscious. Your... No, I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I'm not even going to attempt it, um, but it was good. It was at a sample, at a, at a wine sampling. And mm. so uh, they got me. They hooked me in. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about the salmon for a minute. Oh, the salmon was delicious. 
Yeah. It was delicious. This Perfectly really cooked. S- wasn't dry. It was delicious. It yeah. fell apart when you broke your fork into it. it yeah. It's really it's really easy to overcook salmon, I think. It is. It is. Um, that's kind of the, the name of the game with the seafood, too, is you got to have a light touch. Mm-hmm. Um, this one is really, really easy. I'm not much of a measure, so that's probably going to frustrate people. <laughs> so I'm going to try to make up a measurement, like if I would guesstimate what it was. Um, I would have my salmon fillets. I put them in like a glass Pyrex um, pan, like a casserole dish, yeah. so it can you can have some liquid in it. Yeah, baking dish, definitely. I would probably say it's about like a cup of soy sauce and maybe a half a cup of brown sugar. That's about right. Uh-huh. I'd say maybe two, no, maybe like one <laughs> teaspoon to two of powdered ginger, or I would shave fresh ginger if you had it. Like that's preferable. And then I would say... Uh, oh, could you use the granulated ginger? You know, the one in the bottle in the jar? Just scoop out a teaspoon or two? There's granulated ginger? Yeah, already in the jar. You know, like what you gave Nicole? No, that's garlic. Oh, oh. ginger. Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I have this giant, like, vat of minced garlic. (laughs) (laughs) I've been drinking since, I don't know, but... Full disclosure, this is our third bottle. Uh... (laughs) G&G sounds the same. Well, there's garlic in it, too. Yeah, yeah, I would say probably, like, if you're going to fresh, maybe three cloves of garlic, or maybe if you have, like, the minced garlic in a jar, maybe two teaspoons of that, roughly. And honestly, you just you just slap it in, 375, 20 minutes, maybe 21, but don't go over that 21. Oh, see, I do 350 for 25, 30 minutes. Really? Yeah. I just cook it slow. Yeah. But 375 will get you there. Yeah, but 20, 21 minutes, take it, do a little fork check, mm-hmm. and you're fine. And then I'm kind of gross or weird, but I like to have cold salmon for breakfast the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> It's probably not right, but I like uh, it. Yeah, that's not right. No, I have a no. question. Yeah, go for it. Here's my question. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> We're what's, ready. What's your question, Israel? Do you eat the skin from the salad? Oh, if it's that's fried, a good question. If it's crispy, I like it. Mm-hmm. Well, it all depends. Is it like chicken skin? Well, it's not it the all same. depends because some pieces of the salmon can have a like a fat layer underneath the meat, mm-hmm. just above the skin. So no, I don't eat it when it's like that because I don't like that gel of that fat layer. It's like gelatinous. Yeah, it's gross. But depending on how people cook a fish, if they pan fry it and that skin gets really crispy oh, man, and salty, I'll, I'll, eat it. I'll tear into that. You know, like you see um, when you when we take your mom Maria out to any kind of Mexican. Salvadorian restaurant she always gets the same dish and it's a crispy fried fish and she just I mean skin and all eyeballs and all and she just like tucks in but you don't fry salmon you could but I wouldn't I think it kind of ruins it I don't think it's it's but you could pan fry it yeah you could pan fry. you could totally pan fry it get a crispy (laughs) bottom it cooks put some kind of sauce on top Uh Kevin is shaking his head and looking really doubtful from the south you can fry anything that's true Mr. Oreo. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Did you know they had, uh, did I tell you they had deep fried Kool-Aid at the county fair two years ago? I don't even understand how that works. I've never understood. I feel like it was a Kool-Aid cake ball that then they just kind of fried. That'd be interesting. But I I ate it. (laughs) What did it taste like? Don't say grape drink. (laughs) It tasted like a grape donut. Hmm. I tried it. 
which uh, isn't as bad as it could be. I was really grateful it wasn't like a big like ball of Kool Aid, but like a little one because I don't I think the big would. I mean, hmm. I'll never do it again. It was one of those things that sometimes I just eat something just to eat it. Just be like, yeah, I did it. Hmm. I ate Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> that girl cool? She cool? No, no, no. I mean, I, I guess that's Kool-Aid. a question. Is is what's the grossest thing you've ever eaten just to eat it? Hmm. Is that a question we can answer? The grossest thing I've ever eaten just to eat it? Yeah. Yeah, I know exactly what that was. Okay. Yeah. Uh, boiled um, okra <laughs> and, and the slimy, like the okra was already slimy. It's already slimed, yeah. But it was some tomatoes added in with it. I want to say some onions. Now, this is all at my mother-in-law. God bless her. I love her. She's like four foot nothing. She scares the bejesus out of me because she's super religious. And I'm a heathen, so I'm already, you she, know. I hope she listens to this one. Yeah, well. No, she won't. It's a cheap one. She knows. She knows? <laughs> she knows that I'm afraid of her. No, I'm talking about the okra part. Oh, man, no. That was, I will take that to my grave with, with her. I'll deny that. Even on record. Nah, that ain't, ain't me. <laughs> it's another Kevin. It's another Kevin. Yeah. Yeah, he hates that dish. It's funny, but she I love it. She always makes it. Do you like it? I like it. I make it at home all the time. Yeah, I don't need it. I'd be like, he said, what you cook? I made some okra and rice. But I will it's... say, like, for, for me, for okra, I like it fried, and I like it in gumbo, but I don't really like it too much in other contexts. It's that texture thing. It's not even slimy, though. It's cooked down. No. It's cooked down with tomatoes, no. salt, pepper. It's, it's There's as sausage if it's in it. fried... Or like you said, gumbo, it's not the main star of the dish, right? And it's, it's soaking too, up all the juice from yes. something else. When when the boiled okra It's is, not even boiled. What it it's slimy. It's mushed then. Let's we could call it mushed. <laughs> it's mushed. Mushed. Yeah. So I had a mushed mouth of of okra <laughs> and tomatoes and onion. So that breath combination was super awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> didn't like that at all. The food, is it, it's delicious. That's what you and you, your mother said. Your texture, you didn't like, but it tasted delicious. It was like snot. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. <laughs> they and can't they can't see, see that. that. <laughs> no, they can't. They can't see. The facial expressions are free. The kids... like my grossest meal that I had that I was not expecting was um I was friends with this girl in middle school and her parents or her grandparents lived in the country and I got really excited because I got invited to spend like a day in the country and I thought this is going to be amazing um so anyway I was under the mistaken impression that all grandmothers could cook <laughs> <laughs> Do I, come, I come from a family of women who can cook. And so I just thought, man, that's a grandma. That's like a double expert. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I was thinking. And I especially thought like a country, like I had seen all these like country grandmas like on TV or whatever. So I thought I'm in for a treat mm-hmm. because all that food, um, all that country stuff, like that's not what I grew up eating. I did not grow up eating like uh, fried chicken and mashed potatoes, any of that. 
I go, and um, her grandmother was rude, cold, and strange. And when she made the food, it was like an insult. Um, And, like, she was being forced to do it against her will. I felt like it was slapped down in front of me. And you know how you you make fun of me or you make fun of people sometimes for not knowing (laughs) seasoning? Oh, yeah, yeah. I swear to God, like, not a single granule of salt or pepper had ever touched that plate. To this day, I want to say it was chicken. (laughs) (laughs) That's a shame. It was terrible. Oh, man. And, uh, and And I, it's like this dry, gritty food. I choked it down. It felt cold. It felt bland. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards, like, I put the dishes in the sink. The grandmother just kind of grunted. <laughs> and uh, and afterwards, I said to Ian, I was like, wow, like, I, 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 that that was interesting. And she's like, yeah, she's a terrible cook, and she hates people. And it's just like. <laughs> <laughs> well, then why did you bring me back? <laughs> um, and then I was like, and I think I said that. I was like, why did you bring me here? And she said, because I hate it here, and I didn't want to spend the day alone. <laughs> Well, you're welcome. <laughs> and then, uh, and then we had to go get eggs, which I thought was going to be awesome and fun. Mm. It was terrible. You had to go in the chicken coop to get eggs. Yeah, it was oh, like yeah. a walk-in Chickens. chicken coop. Mm-mm. Chickens are horrible. It was me. dark. There was like sunlight through the slats. It was like <laughs> feathers and shit oh, everywhere. Man. It was, it was, it was terrible. Oh, it smelled horrible too. Didn't it, it? it smelled oh, like death. Chicken smell horrible. It smelled like death. I can't. Uh, yeah. Oh, I can't even remember the rest of the day. I just kind of want to black it out, but I was so bored. It's like we just played with a stick in the dirt for hours. <laughs> <laughs> there was no TV. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. You had chickens. You could have There was like chickens. one horse, so I was really excited about that. Because in my fantasies, I was going to be a rich girl and have my own horse one day somehow. Did you ride the horse? No. Oh. I wasn't allowed. <laughs> <laughs> you just ate the chicken. <laughs> or what you thought was chicken. God, I just realized in this conversation that chicken probably straight up came from the coop. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I never made that connection. In my brain, I thought That's what she I went to Farm Fresh. You know, she no. went to the food line. Oh, no, no. Not when you have that many chickens. No. Yeah, you're right. Maybe that's why it was tough. Maybe it was like an old bird that just like fell over in the dirt. Probably. <laughs> probably. Yep. Yeah. Oh, God, that's horrifying. Yeah. I got a funny one. Yeah? So I was in college. And this is the grossest meal you've ever had. Yes. Okay. Um, oh, no, no. And I made it. You, oh, you made you it. You made it? I made it. <laughs> it was, um, my grandmother always cooked for me. Um, I didn't really cook for myself growing up. So I'm in college and we have a kitchen in my dorm and I decide that I'm going to buy some steaks and make some steaks and cook. Um, I've never actually cooked steak prior to. So when I buy the steak, it has like the cellophane wrapper on it and like the styrofoam on the bottom. I thought it was like, I don't know, like candy paper that like melt off. Mm. How do you not know what plastic is? (laughs) (laughs) I thought... What college was this? Oh my God. It was like Barber College? It was our college. IT&T? It was the same college we both went to. Oh yeah. University of Maryland. Yes. God, they, Go Terps. They set they they set the bar low. So I bought the steaks and I was all excited. <laughs> I got the steak seasoning from the supermarket. Yeah, good um, touch. I didn't know how to cook a steak, so I figured you would fry it. You Shoot. fried your steak? The whole steak? Well, I put it in the frying pan. I threw some oil in there because I thought that's what you do. 
Mm. And then I tried to pull the frozen steak. I tried pulling the styrofoam off, but a part of it stuck to the bottom of the steak, and I couldn't get the, the, the plastic, plastic off. off. And so I figured this must be on purpose. Maybe it just melts off when you cook it. Mm. Um, that's what I thought. So I put the the steak with the bottom styrofoam and the top plastic um, in the frying pan with frying with the uh, oil and cooked it. Mm-hmm. And I threw the seasoning on top of everything, thinking that everything would just melt off and everything would be okay. <laughs> um, I could see this. So was this on the plastic on the top or the bottom? Both part? sides. Oh my goodness. Okay. No. It may have still had the label Wait, too. Wait. So you put the seasoning on top of the plastic. I thought it would melt and like seep on through. So you never even cleaned your meat. No. You never washed. We'll you talk never about washed that. your meat. Yeah. Do, do, yeah. Do, you, do you wash your meat? Do you know there's a lot of people who don't? I've watched them. And, and that's I'm like, crazy. what are you doing? Wait, like steak meat? You wash all meat. Look, this is what my mom does. And um, somebody was over here the other day and they watched me doing this. They said, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm washing my meat. And they're like, oh. And I said, yeah, I said, I, my mom told me, and this probably sounds a little hippie-ish or a little woo-woo, but I actually mm-hmm. think she's right. She's like, you got to wash kind of like the trauma off. Like there's yes. a lot of blood, guts, yep. or whatever. So you just run it under the tap for a minute and yep. just make sure there's nothing weird in it, and you pat it dry. Yeah, no, not hot it. water, though. Don't mm-hmm. use the hot water because that can disintegrate. Yeah. yeah, you can disintegrate, like especially if it's like a fish or something, you, oh, you yeah. break it up. Oh, yeah, definitely. No, I don't do that. But what I do do... Is I had a lot of. Welcome to the maturity class. <laughs> I, I do add lemon yes. to my lemon or lime to my, my yes. meat or fish or whatever yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. doing. I mean, that's but good. I don't yeah. wash it. But that particular day, no, I just threw the, the steak seasoning on top of the plastic and cooked it until oh the goodness. fire alarm went off. What's crazy nice. is if you are if you're ever at our table now, Israel makes the best carne asada. Like he really does. He has come a long way. He <laughs> makes it perfect. It's gorgeous. It's seasoned perfectly. There's uh, no plastic. There's definitely no plastic. He's got a grill. It's it's a multifaceted grill. It's got a smoker. It's oh, got yes. the charcoal. It's, nice. it's got the gas. Yeah, it's nice. um, he throws cedar chips in. Like he's not even messing around. Yeah. He'll marinate that for 24 hours. It's gorgeous. But that day, the fire alarm went off. We all left the room. And when I came back, the culprit was my steak that still had the plastic and everything on it. Um, and my roommates were teasing me. And yeah. um, I was determined that I was going to eat that steak. Oh, my goodness. That's nasty. <laughs> I think you gave yourself cancer in and that I, moment. And I just was able, at that point, I was able to, like, to peel off like the styrofoam. Oh, good. That's good. That's good. And That's I was positive. able to scrape off the, oh the plastic. Um, mm-hmm. It was burnt, uh, mm-hmm. but it was, it, meant it was cooked. Yeah. And I ate it and threw lots of A1 sauce on it. And I... College life right there. It wasn't the (laughs) best steak in the world, but it was... um, I ate it. In hindsight, it tasted a little plasticky. Um, And... uh, It's a technical term. Yes. (laughs) That was probably one of the worst meals I had. That or linasa. Yeah, but you know, that's the thing. Is like It's interesting how you started out there and you're where you are now. I think that there's always like something that people think you should know how to cook and you really can't, mm. you know, like I, one dish I cannot cook very well at all is fried chicken. I can't do it. I can't do fried chicken. 
That is one of the easy. Well, no, it is one of the harder dishes to cook when you don't know what you're doing. But it's really just getting the grease hot and just being patient with the chicken. A lot of people aren't patient with the chicken. That's why they either burn it or they undercook it. I think the the first time I did it, I didn't get the grease hot enough, and then I kept flipping it. Like I didn't let oh, it sit. Oh no, you gotta let it sit. And what bothers me is I can't tell when it's done in that process. How do you tell when it's done? How do you know? For me, at this point, it's just a, I you know. just know. But, um, but if you're trying now, to get a you know, layman to do it. I put it. it on like five minutes. I'm like, I'll let that side cook five minutes. And then I'll turn it and let it cook another five minutes. And then I'll cut it open and see. Be like, hey, did it do? And if it did, then I'll let the rest of them cook. Or no, no I mean, I'll take them out. And then if not, then I'll let them sit for another. Do you do like an egg wash or like a buttermilk wash? It depends on what's going on in the day. Sometimes I do a wash. Sometimes I don't. Because I just oh. clean them up, season them, and then you know, put them in the flour, but the flour has seasoning in it too. And then I just throw it in the pan. And so you just season be... it, but you also season the flour. Oh yeah. The other mistake I made, I think I only seasoned the flour. I was like, Oh, I'll put salt, pepper and like paprika in there. Oh. Well, no. that should have did it. It just no, depends but on it was all much... like soggy clumps, like falling oh. off. The breading was like falling off of the chicken. Oh. The grease wasn't hot enough and yeah. I kept flipping it around out of nervousness. Oh yeah. If the grease isn't hot enough. It's just going to wash it off. Yeah. So. Yeah. Chicken I heard, too, that hot. you have to, like, let it sit out room temperature before you fry it, or is that something like the chicken? I like to fry all my meat at room temperature. I don't let it go in cold, because then it's just a bigger splash in the grease. Like, you know, when you put, like... Is that what they say ever, to do that? Have you ever, like, checked your grease to see if it's hot? Like, take water droplets? I always t- was told to do water droplets or a little yeah. bit of bread. So I just figured there's just... Make sure it's completely de-iced, and then I, you know, fry it up. Because you don't want it to... Be in there and the ice be in there and then the water and then you have all this grease popping. Like the ice from the chicken, like Mm -hmm. if it was like frozen before? Yeah, kind of like when they fry those turkeys at Thanksgiving. Those people who drop frozen turkeys in the grease. How crazy. I am not part of the turkey committee of my family Thanksgiving. My my Thanksgiving up in D.C. used to be incredibly large, like 30 to 40 people. There was one year where we had three different turkeys going. There was a deep fried turkey. A traditional turkey and like a brine turkey. But because my family is basically a bunch of like commies in some regards, like we everybody has a job. Mm-hmm. So you know what my job is? Uh, the children? That is that that was one of them. Oh, okay. um, but my food job oh. is gravy, which is hilarious. It, okay. Gravy has been my job since I was 16 years old. Fun fact <laughs> don't know how the fuck. <laughs> How to make gravy. Still don't. I'm laughing at that because I've never seen you make gravy. <laughs> I So just the last few years, Israel can tell you, like, I'll Google it last minute. Like, how do I make gravy again? Because I only make it once a year. But because it's my family, like, that's my job for life. All right. So how do you make gravy? Do you use just grease and flour and salt and pepper? Or do you use bacon drippings with flour, you salt and pepper? Bacon? Yeah. Oh, if you shit. cook bacon, save the grease. And then when bring you... the bacon grease like we do for the other stews I do. Okay, I could yeah. do that. But usually what I do, because I have to go up to D.C., we drive up that day, is um, they take the turkey drippings from the pan for me. Okay, that's good. I cook it in the pan with the turkey drippings. Yeah, that's good, that's good. Um, we take the, the turkey juice and the fat, and uh-huh. we do like a little spout thing with the Ziploc, because I saw that. A little bit of cornstarch, a little bit of butter, a little bit of salt. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of taste it and go. And yeah, Mary, and I did the same spoon in that bad boy over and over and over again. No! <laughs> Never have 
having gravy with you. Never. So it's Are like I've been winging me? it. But I'm 45 years old. That I got assigned this job at 16. Somebody just said, you're doing the gravy. And I'm like, uh, okay. Give it to Teresa. Say, Teresa. It's time. Yes. You're the gravy girl. Well, then what would be my job now? You're supervising the gravy girl. No, literally. No, no, this is how my oh, family runs. Everybody wait, has a job. You know what Israel's job is? Napkins. No, Israel's <laughs> job is to help carry Auntie in the wheelchair up and down. He oh, does it every year. That's his not job. true. That's impressive. I have a different job, too. I like that job. That's you. So what's your job, Israel? I thought it was the wheelchair committee. That's part of it, but I feel <laughs> that my <laughs> more important job, it seems to be tasked to me every year, is to take care of certain relatives of yours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true, but we're not going to get into that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's kind of the thing, and what's weird is nobody ever really announces it's your job, but it just becomes your job. I know your job, though. It's the gravy. No, I know your new job. Uh, what is it? Because my family is going to listen to this, so better be careful. Better tread lightly. Your job is a very simple one. Is it going to get me in trouble with my family before no. you say it? No. Last year, we could not find any wine. Your job is to provide wine. Oh, no, it's not. You know how costly that could they be? They stockpile wine like a mother. We didn't have any last year. But they ran out because whoever's job that was probably didn't show up that year. Because that's <laughs> I don't know who does the wine. That's somebody's job. I don't you know. You take over. You know, I think that's Cousin Val's job. Real talk. Oh, Cousin Val. Oh, she's good at picking she wine. She is. She is. Um, I guess down here, people have met a fair amount of my cousins, but not all. Well, we are legion. <laughs> <laughs> I love your family. Uh, awesome. Yeah, I like them too. I love them. Yeah. They always have good stories. I had like a warm like for my parents when I was younger, but now it's a love. You know, it's a You're older now, now you see. You know, when we're young, we don't understand, we don't know. But as we get older, we see things and they bring us in. And, you know, we learn more things. I'm like, oh. I realize oh. as an adult that if I had to raise myself, I would have beat me far more. <laughs> <laughs> it would have beat me so it's not much. too late, girl. I had such hush. a big mouth. I had such a big mouth. Pop could show up right now with the belt. <laughs> Um, you know what though? It was really my mom. You know, she was mm. the one day in, day out in the trenches. She yeah, should have beat me more than she did. I mean, she nailed me with a wooden spoon, a couple good licks. I had <laughs> it coming. She beat me uh, by my own ponytail. That was hilarious. That was a good story. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll just tell people real quick. I thought I was really slick. My mom is a tiny person. She's She'll get angry if I'll say her real height, but let's say she's solidly under five feet. <laughs> She's not 100 pounds, um, and I, I was bigger, so I thought I can take her. My mom, too. Yeah, your mom, too. Weird. Weird. But your mom's an angel of the Lord. I don't understand it. Your mom is an angel of the Lord. I got angry at your mom on her behalf when El Mary said one cuss word in front of her at Christmas, <laughs> and I am like the cussingest, most cussing person I know. My therapist now cusses um. because of me. What? And she actually said, I feel like it's a research-backed theory that cussing makes therapy more effective. And then I was like, is that real? She's like, no, I just... I just <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, who's wagging the tail here? <laughs> like, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, oh, so my mom uh, yeah. beat me with my ponytail. So just to set that up, <laughs> I thought, I can pop off my mouth. My friends are over. I think it's cute. I'm going to show off. <laughs> How sarcastic I can be. I walked away. I flicked my long ponytail. She grabbed my long ponytail. 
pulled me back to her and beat me upside down across the face in front of my friends. <laughs> I would say it was at least six months mm. before I got sarcastic again. Maybe like a year later, I did the same thing. I popped off my mouth. She threw me up against the wall. I did not know she had that strength. (laughs) Her voice became like a demon. Came from within. (laughs) Don't you disrespect me. Yeah. I would have beaten more. I was rough. My dad was like gone overseas like the last two years of my life. And she'd have put up with me. Yeesh. I think it's just built up. It's built up stress from everything and frustration. And that's what takes over. So, your mom's an angel of the Lord. Does that mean you were an angel as well? Of course. Under her roof? Of course. I was the good child. For the record, Kevin why, is shaking his head. Why are you laughing, sweetheart? <laughs> I love my wife. <laughs> Let's start with that. I love my wife. She is the best thing that ever happened to me. I'm looking at you, yes. Yeah. How's, yeah. That, how's that wine doing you, uh, uh, This Kevin? wine... It is. Give me where I need to be. It's uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, the the more you drink, the better it tastes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. got a bottle all to yourself. Yeah, you do. You gotta do. And uh, Israel was raised by his grandmother mostly. So yes. should your grandmother? Should she beat you more? She. <laughs> so you know this 2019. I just went away from food and went to beatings. I was lucky because my grandmother was older, of course, and she walked around with a cane. So her idea of beating me was more of the embarrassment factor. So when she would raise the cane because I was doing something, she had no qualms about beating me out in public. So out in public, she would sit there and take the cane and start like hitting it across me, but. Hitting me with her cane was kind of like a one-year-old baby taking like a like a I don't know a, a twig and like hitting you. It was nothing. Did she ever beat you in front of your friends? Yeah. What did your friends say? They'd sit there and look at me like, oh damn. But it was just like. Were they scared of her or were they making fun of you? Um, they loved my grandmother because she fed all the kids in the neighborhood. Oh yeah. Um, they had a place to go. Um, and so that's how they get you. They respected her, <laughs> but then when they would see her, like you know, for whatever reason, she get pissed off at me, which is a pretty normal thing. Um, she'd take her cane and just start like swinging it at me, and it looked intimidating, but it wasn't. I feel that you actually could take a good beating. I have a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I feel. feel... <laughs> Your grandmother was really doing something, but I feel. But you could just take you those licks. You could take licks. a punch. Yeah. You could take I, a lick. Uh. So I would sit Something there and inside. be like, Abuelita, I got a funny story about that, though. Mm. Oh, let me, let's just talk about taking a beating first. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> now, my mom was different. My mom, if, if I got in trouble with my mom, if I thought I was wrong, then yeah. I'd just walk in there and give her the switch or give her the whatever and be like, hit me. There were no switches in South Carolina. Or um, South California. California. She would pull like, a twig from my aunt Judy would pull like a, something from like a tree and hit you with that. My mom, really? yeah, my mom would take um. It's a startling a, like lack of belts in the story. Yeah, my mom would take like an extension cord from whatever item was around and, and hit me with that. And here's where we're veering into child abuse. <laughs> no, no, no. This is 2019. Yeah, Back yeah, then it yeah. was good. Yeah, I was um, gonna say 1973. This was legit. This is 73. She dated you. Surprisingly, <laughs> I don't recall there being belts, oh, but in I my do. House it was a belt. So if I if I did wrong, I would give her whatever it was and be like, hit me. 
and she I would have been. You challenge is, her? I would. This I is would. where I would have fallen apart because I'd have been like, "Here's a flip flop. Do it." <laughs> no. And I would. <laughs> and I'd sit there and turn and. Here's a napkin. It would upset my mom because she would like she would sit there and beat me, and I wouldn't cry. I wouldn't do anything. I'd be like, "Are you done? Are we done oh, here? Can I go?" I did the same mistake with my dad. If I felt that I was like I wasn't mm-hmm. wrong and she was punishing me and it wasn't my fault, then I'd sit there and I'd run around and be like, you're not going to get me. Yeah. Wow. So let's go to Mr. Kevin. Mr. Kevin. Do we want to go there? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yeah. because his grandmother was awesome. I yeah. love that woman. Did you meet her? She would, yeah. yes. She would yoke you with her cane. Yeah, that's what she called it. So, yoke. so. She would yoke you around the neck. That's not problematic. <laughs> that's not a problem. Yeah, so I, I really didn't get in uh, too much trouble. I mean, I was a good kid, and, and the things that I did, I, I never really got caught. Uh, so, so I never really got punished, uh, all that much. Uh, but I would say, you know, my grandmother, if you can picture, um, a 70 year old, uh, black lady, church going, God fearing woman who, you know, only 20 years prior to that was, uh, in the nightclubs of Chicago with, <laughs> with a pistol in one pocket and a ice pick in the other that was that was my grandmother and and, and i loved her what a woman and and let me tell you (laughs) that pistol didn't play because she she wouldn't pull it out she shoot you through her sweater or whatever she carried it in and i was like grandmother why why do you have so many holes in your in your your pockets when your sweater it's like baby it gets cold in them streets. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why you were a very well-behaved person. Well, yeah. My God, that's she would, she would She would take you out, you know, blood or not, you go mine. <laughs> uh, no, but, you know, she uh, she had a king, you know, later on in, in her life. And, and, and like Mary was saying, she would, uh, she, she would yoke you up. And these were her words. Uh, she said, "I'm not as quick as I used to be, but this cane gave me a little reach." And she didn't, <laughs> she didn't, she didn't hit you with it. She would wrap it around your neck and yoke you in a little bit closer, <laughs> so, so she could get personal with you. Tell about the man at church. <laughs> oh, in church. So she's going down. And I forget the circumstances about what what's happened. This is like, I don't know, like ten years ago, nine years ago. But uh, we were in church and. You know, I'm ready to go home. I'm I'm ready to get out of there. And uh, something happens. She's she's talking to this uh, to this young man, and he mumbles something and keeps doing what he's doing. Oh no! And so she says it again, and she says, "Young man," and he's turning around. So she she yoked him up. Oh, no, <laughs> that's he, legal. He wasn't prepared. <laughs> legal or not, it happened. <laughs> she put that cane around that young man's neck. Pulled him towards her. He couldn't breathe because he's walking away. It's all over his Adam's apple. He's caught off guard. Now he's getting accosted. Better say it, molested by a 70 some year old woman. <laughs> She's reaching one hand in her pocket. Now oh, this she is still got the pistol. Oh, never left without it. This is like American <laughs> Express. <laughs> and she yoked that dude up and put one hand in her pocket and go, You gonna listen to me. 
Now, I don't know what the situation circumstances was about. It could have been something real benign. Say, can you hear me now? Oh, that, that's what she said. That's what she said. She said, she said can you hear me now? <laughs> you forgot that part. I forgot that, yeah. Oh, my God. Because he was ignoring her. She kept calling him and calling him, and she was like, yeah. Can you hear me now? I need to know your grandmother's full name so I can give her full respect in my mind. Uh, her name is Burnell Newell. Oh, she's alive. I apologize. No, no, no. She's she's passed. She okay. passed. Her name was Burnell Newell. Burnell Newell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I a loved woman. her. Yes. You know, and it's International Women's Day, and we need to be celebrating her, because that's the kind of woman... Yeah. I'm interested in. Yeah, the, the type of woman that will yoke you up. Yeah. Wow, yeah. she commanded respect. She did. Yeah, so I, I will tell you that, uh, like in <laughs> Wait, Chicago, you don't even know the respect levels. She made yeah. the city put up an angel at Christmas time. They would put up lights everywhere else, and she was right on the city limit, and they didn't put any lights at her house. She made them come out and hang one little angel on this post. For her, that lit oh. up, and that angel is there now. They to never take. They never take it they down. They never take it they down. They never take that angel down. It's because of her. Now yeah. here's this is in rural Mississippi. Now this is we're talking about in a town that when I went to high school back in '94 in Mississippi mm-hmm. in Ellisville, Mississippi, they were still having clan marches Jesus. down Main Street. Mm-hmm. Now my grandmother, who was uh, she was from Mississippi, went to Chicago. Did that, then moved back uh, to Mississippi for a slower life. Uh, less people to yoke up or whatever, you know, hey. <laughs> she still did things like that. Now, she fought a good fight, and she would always take care of, like, you were talking about your girl, your yeah. grandmother, and always taking care of everybody. But she didn't She didn't play, you know. You, you knew when they was playing grandmother, you know, you could play cards, play board games, mm-hmm. make candy apples, all that kind of stuff. And then it was like a tone. Like you could just feel it on the back of your neck when she when she meant business, or she stuck her hands in her pockets, you know, <laughs> you know to be careful. So There's do some... you flinch when people like put their hands in their pockets to this day? I, I I'm I'm mindful. I think I don't know if that's just from her or from being in Chicago. Like you you always watch people who put their hands in their pocket, uh, especially if if it's like. Uh, uh, if people are being aggravated or or if they're like super calm and the other person's aggravated and it's just like, you know, playing it off and they stick a hand in that pocket, you might get shot and or stabbed, you know, so you, you kind of have to be watchful for those things. Yeah, my grandma never put her hands in her pockets because she wore a dress. So. Yeah. Uh, but what my grandmother did in her weapon was not the wooden. My Just to clarify, my father, Italian American, it's the belt. You know, my mother wooden spoon my grandmother figured out that pressure point on your ear (laughs) (laughs) and she did this to to all the men in the family she would bring you down by that pressure point and bring the ear to her face because she was a very small person (laughs) um and would and would have the ability to bring you to your knees Hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's what she did i think there's something about our grandmothers because i remember when mine went into a, a garage and then came back out and was like, Israel, what can we do so the next time person so-and-so is out and um, they're using that gear over there and that gear malfunctions and they don't survive? I think that's your grandma. 
That was my grandmother. I think that was your grandma. And she sat there and just stood there and looked at it, and she was trying to solve this on her own. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. So there was something about grandmothers back then that was kind of like, you don't mess with us. So yeah. we could probably, knowing us, go on for hours and hours and hours because it's what we do. So I guess if we kind of got to grandma's, maybe we kind of need to close out with your favorite thing to eat at your grandma's house. If you ate at your grandma's house. Oh, man. Any kind of comfort food or, or whatever. Oh, that pound cake. Oh, my God. My yeah. grandma, she's the one who, taught, who got me in the bacon. They had me in the kitchen baking before I was one. And really? I was, I was in the kitchen with them helping them make I wish there was like and a picture of it. Even though might, I'll never look at your photo albums like we discussed last <laughs> My podcast. mom might have one probably. But I yeah, that's, that's where I learned. Yeah. So it was funny because that became the thing with my grandfather. He was like, you going to bring me a cake? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. Guess I'm bringing you a cake. Yeah, I bring you a cake. Yeah. Yeah. I wish, but yeah, that pound cake was delicious. What would what would it be for you? Is there would it be um, arroz con leche? Uh, just just for the record, his grandmother treated him like he was a little prince. She would, if he said at eleven o'clock at night he needs a steak, she would cook up that steak for him. Oh my gosh! Put a little platter. That's Benjamin now. I'm hungry. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah. He don't get steaks. He don't yeah. get steaks though. No, he get that bologna. No, she thought he needed it for. <laughs> she's like, you're a grown man. You need it. You need the strength. Oh no. Uh, would it be three things? Okay, well, give us one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pick, man. You gotta pick. Um, my actually four things. <laughs> you can't increase. <laughs> three of them are desserts. One of them is an actual meal. So what well, we would know, be, we know well, the dessert. One. Oh, um, it would probably be her bread pudding. Oh. Which I don't, re- I, I recall eating it once and thinking that was the best thing in the world. And for whatever reason, we never had it again. So is your bread pudding like my bread pudding? Don't know. I don't, I don't remember what it looked like. I just remember I ate it and it was just, I do know it had a lot of condensed milk. It's probably the same. It was just like. So Maybe I'll fun. make a bread pudding for you then. He loves it. I'll make a bread pudding. Oh, oh mate, yeah. I won't make one. You see my husband staring at me. <laughs> you don't, oh, you yeah. don't cook for another man? That's what's happening? That's what's happening? America! So, when, when your grandmother was busy, like, hooking her cane around people's necks Yoking and, and yeah. pitching him with her pistol, did she, did she make you any food? Actually, yeah. You know, one of the things that she used to do is get all the grandkids together. And, uh, you know, we used to spend a lot of time, especially over the summers, and uh, most of my cousins, I guess they would say is the candy apples. You know, we make the candy or caramel apples. But I think for me, the favorite thing was the corn dogs. And uh, I actually, you know, I get the kids together and we'll make corn dogs together. I, just yeah, like I never had a corn dog in my life until earlier this year. You're like, I make homemade corn yeah. dogs. And I was always like, ooh. I mean, no offense, but that's what I thought. And then I had a homemade corn dog. I'm like, this is a shit. <laughs> 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 And I know this is like a wine and food. I'm doing air quotes, like wine and food podcast, but my God. Yeah. I didn't know. I thought it was just kind of junk food. Yeah, but I think the biggest thing was just us uh, hanging out, you know, all the cousins from all over, getting together. Yeah. uh, Us all interacting, all had our little roles to play. And, and those things, that's the stuff that you remember. You don't remember the little fights you got into. You don't remember mm, all that stuff. The volleyball games. Well, yeah, the volleyball games. But corn dogs. There was always food, you know, corn dogs and candy apples and stuff like that. And pears. Oh, my gosh. Well, he had, yeah. uh, I was lucky enough to, my great-grandmother lived until I was 13. 
And she used to make a... Hey, Marion's making a face. I don't know why. I just had a revelation. It's the figs. My grandmother would make figs. She would take oh. the figs and preserve them. Oh, my God. We'd have figs on toast. I'm sorry to cut you off. I no. know it was your turn. I need you, to, I I need you, to, I need to, you to learn how to make that. Oh my I love God. figs. I figs are, I mean, my just, mom does figs what, are my happy place. With pears and stuff now. She preserves the pears, but, but I have to go are, back to figs. Figs are amazing. And, yeah, those figs were delicious. But like, um, like Kevin, Sorry. I had a very big <laughs> family and a lot of cousins all at the same age. And you guys mm-hmm. have met some of them, you know. And now we all literally had kids literally at the same time. You did. You uh, did. Nicole and Lisa had, and I, I, I'm probably going to get this wrong. They had kids. Um, the first set of kids they had were a month apart. Mm-hmm. And then the next set, when they both had their number two, like two weeks apart. Like it's ridiculous. It's yeah. like we time things. But that makes for awesome memories. Yeah. But we were lucky enough. My great-grandmother lived until I was almost 13. And she would make this homemade cake. It was incredibly, like, labor-intensive. Mm. It was nine layers. Oh, the chocolate cake. Yeah, with the burnt sugar oh and God. bittersweet yes. chocolate. I already and know, yes. I've never replicated it. I've never even tried. I can't get but the that's thin like, layers. But that's, like, it's in my memory of... I don't know how she did it because she didn't have fancy equipment. She wasn't a professional. She could have been a professional. She had right? a steady hand cutting those layers. My God, like she the the and she was she lived to be 97, 98. She would make this cake for each family every Christmas, and there was always some relative because we were the only family that moved away three hours. Some mm-hmm. relative would have to drive the fucking <laughs> <laughs> and God forbid they drop it, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, and I had that up until I think maybe the age of twelve. Oh well. And that we should you try know, it. One night we should try it. I I should. My brother went to cooking school and he said that they actually had that on the baking rotation. He was so excited, but he's like, a it tastes nothing like what she did, <laughs> and b it's far inferior to what she did. Uh, some of my relatives had bakeries, uh, both oh, wow. in their original country and in Washington D.C. So. Huh. You know, they weren't slouches. They, they knew. But, um, yeah, I think we need to, to continue this again, maybe. Yeah. But in the meantime, we're just going to thank you for subsidizing our wine habit. Let's try to take it to 15 cents. Oh, yay. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode or any of our episodes, please hit subscribe or take a minute to leave a rating and a review. This helps us get closer to our goal and helps other people find us and join in the fun. We really appreciate your support and we look forward to drinking more with you one glass at a time. Bye.